0: And welcome back to the show that never ends, the American Israelite <laughs> newspaper podcast, the Let There Be Light podcast. And you will win a ticket to something if you tell me where that song is. The show that never let there the show that never ends.
1: Oh, I remember that song, but that's I forget right. where it's Emerson from.
0: Emerson Lake and Palmer.
1: Oh, that's right. Now pictures now of it's, an
0: exhibition.
1: Now it's going to be in my head. And yeah, who are you?
0: I am your co-host Ted Deutsch Netanel. Uh, Ted Deutsch and I'm here with my other co-host Julie Bernson-Brook
1: and we have a special guest today. We yes, have we David Harris. Introduce yourself David and tell us how you got here.
2: Hi Ted and Julie it's great to be here. I'm David Harris the executive director at Jewish Cemeteries of Greater Cincinnati and I'm just uh, very pleased to be here with you. We're very pleased to have you we too. Are. and, we are. and we are.
1: today is Wednesday July 28th 2021 and it is the 19th of Av 5780 and this issue
0: Fifty-seven eighty-one. Uh,
1: Fifty-seven eighty-one, and this issue not to be—it uh, is the senior issue.
0: Yeah, well, senior life, mature living. Um, next week, when you're gone, is the big announcement. I know the big. Oh. The big—that's an- the—that's the big announcement sound bite right there. <laughs> David's laughing; he likes it. What's yeah. the big announcement, though? Well, I can't tell you. Can't I tell you. Not even the topic <laughs> of the big even announcement? You. Yeah, you can't tell you. Big doings here at the paper. Big, big doings. So,
1: in the meantime, last week I had the opportunity <laughs> yes, yes. of actually talking on the phone in, to Switzerland wow. with Laura manischewitz Alpern. You know, I'm going to spend the year talking about the Manischewitz family. You remember how we had talked about that Rabbi Dov Bear Manischewitz, that wasn't his real name. His real name was Abramson. And I asked her if it was true that he, did he really buy the passport off after a, from a man that had passed away? And she right. said, that's just urban legend. Even huh. though it's written in Wikipedia, she said they have no knowledge of anyone named Manischewitz that was either in his town or in the town they travel through to get to the ship, or on the ship. They don't know. So how did he come up with this name? And there's another Manischewitz family in this country. They said they don't think they're related to them.
0: So it's kind of like our family is Deutsch, but we don't know where... Because our our headstone at the cemetery... Is Hesselberger. So why aren't we the Hesselbergers? Mm.
1: That that these that's are questions. S- these are questions. Right, right, these are right, questions. And right, his right. wife. So his wife went by the name Nessa, but her real name was Natalie Rose. I also learned huh. that. And one of the other things that's interesting to note is there are no more young boys with the name Manischewitz. The name from this particular Manischewitz family will be dying out because mm. th- no one had boys le- at this point that are named Manischewitz. Mm. Uh, so that's also interesting well
0: i'm gonna say it right here and right now if i do have a son
1: his first name is gonna be manishevitz
0: deutsch (laughs) that is gonna be the name of my first son manishevitz deutsch
1: well, yes, we will yes, hear, yes. learn more about yes. the Manischewitz. See, and he, he
2: likes that one, too. See,
1: I've got him, th- I'm on I a roll right
2: great. now. I mean, I am man. on a roll. In my family, we yes, used to yeah. use Manischewitz <laughs> as a, uh, you know, wow, Manischewitz. That's, yeah. Uh, man uh, Manischewitz. man of <laughs> Manischewitz.
1: That was an ad. Yeah, of But in the meantime, you can name him Mandel. That's also because mm-hmm. he, that could be his nickname. You know, he uh-huh. could have his name in... Uh, apostrophes, like you like to do Netanel well, I in do, apostrophes. No, so you
0: were getting a big argument with me. That's <laughs> so my name in the Hebrew, because I run a Jewish newspaper, so I use my Hebrew name, Netanel Deutsch. Now, many people don't know who what that means, so. For people that are not Jewish, I well, my you know my my English name is Ted Deutsch,
2: so that's Theodore. Theodore
1: and David, what's I'm your sorry. Hebrew name? My Hebrew name
2: is the same as my English name.
1: David, do you have a middle name?
2: Dovid. My David. middle name in in English is Colin, and in Hebrew, Kalman.
1: Okay, Coleman. 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 And who were you named for?
2: I was named for a uh, great uncle.
1: And no. on the front cover, yes. a dedicating a new Torah yes. at Golf Manor Synagogue. And, they, and it's talking about how when you have a dedication of a new Torah, it's like a wedding. And it looks like it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, rabbi Stuart Lavanda was there. The Lavender, Rabbi Lavanda. He was the emeritus rabbi yeah, of he's, Golf he's Manor Synagogue. He's
0: one of the most nicest men you'll ever and
1: meet. And he's from my hometown, Chicago. Yes, he is. He is. And uh, wonderful family. So in the meantime, and they had all sorts of good food.
0: Uh, had, was, it was a blast. You
1: said it was hot?
0: It was hot. Um, and it's amazing. These people are all wearing suits, and it's 90 degrees. And it was hot. And the heat index was probably 95 and there but was a meal.
1: What Rabbi did they sir, tell Al, us about Rabbi the food? Alton. I was just going to
2: say, Ted, I mean, if you look at the photos, you, you almost see the progression of the day. And as you get <laughs> to that third photo, the jackets are off. Yeah, the, the jackets ties are, are pulled off. Down, the, tie, yeah, the sleeves yeah, are rolled it's, up. It's, it's hot out there. It was hot.
1: I want to know about the menu. What did they serve?
0: I heard from one person that the food was excellent, but they had small plates, and so you had to go back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a well, that's a new the new way of reading. eating. It's not yes. stuffing yourself. Yes, and yes. I see yes. that it's written by our one of our new associate editors, Zachary Ziv. Yes, along with Carol Hirschenson. So they great. did a
0: wonderful job covering yeah. this. Very good. Did story. A great job, and it's a great thing so for Belt Synagogue was, to
2: have that uh, lovely event and sort of a, a rejuvenation of uh, sorts.
0: Totally, totally agree with you. No, I was out on Sunday doing vessel exams at one of the local marinas.
1: Okay, he's, he's looking at vessels again. He's.
0: I was checking out vessels, <laughs> and I got vessels. there around ten something, and um, I took me till twelve thirty to do five vessel exams on you know yachts and boats, and um, so just because I'm into safety through the Coast Guard Auxiliary, I want to stress to everyone if you are near the water or if you're going out this summer on a canoe, put on a safety vest, put on a personal flotation. You know ten. I I say this to everybody: the beat when you're out there, be safe. We don't want to you know have to come looking for
1: you. So David, Ted is in the auxiliary. He also likes to fish. What about you? What are you what kind of hobbies do you have? Do you ever have to One wear of personal flotation we devices?
2: He is he's a big thrift store guy. That's also true. Uh, I love a good thrift store. Have ever since I was a kid. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that I shopped (laughs) at the Disabled American Veterans Thrift Store in Wichita when I was growing up, and I was incredibly proud uh, for many reasons. You find some
0: good stuff at those thrift stores, buddy. Well, you know,
2: what's interesting is to know that the DAV founder, Judge uh, Robert Marks, (laughs) is from Cincinnati, is buried in the Walnut Hill Cemetery, and so, you know, after all those years of of loving thrift stores as a kid, it was great to make a connection professionally as well but i do love thrift stores i'm a big hiker um and backpacking um i love canoeing as well and being out on the water um put on that pfd buddy of course so how did
1: you float into cincinnati why don't you 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 you, how did you float here from wichita kansas so
2: i grew up in wichita kansas i I made aliyah right after i graduated from high school and spent eight years living in israel and then i moved back to the united states in uh, 2000 um, and I spent many years in New York in the New York area, a little bit of time out on the West Coast, in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. and then uh, was back in New York when um, it became clear to me that I really needed to move my mother into an assisted living facility someplace. And she was still living in Wichita. I was in New York. I wasn't going to move back to Wichita and couldn't see leaving, uh, moving her to New York so um, I looked for someplace in 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 between in lots of ways, mm. and Cincinnati really uh, fit the bill. Um, I had grid friends here growing uh, from growing up who, um, who I was able to. Uh, Brian Jaffe and I went to summer camp together from the time we were 13 years old and have been best friends ever since. Wow. Camp
1: is a great place to meet friends and wow. spouses and everything. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So it was great coming to visit uh, Brian and Shana, who um, I had um, uh, seen for many years coming through town and yeah. then to find that it was going to be a really good place to move my mother into Cedar Village <laughs> um, and uh, just a great community for me to, to join.
1: And you started out working with Create Your Jewish Legacy, correct?
2: That's right. I started at the Jewish Federation uh, working on legacy projects and then the Create Your Jewish Legacy program and uh, did just that for... exploded. Yeah, it's a fantastic exploded. program. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Cincinnati has right. just really knocked it out of the park. Right, yeah. right. Now we're
0: it's it's expanding across the country. We're rock. And we're, and we'll go around the world eventually, too. We're
1: rock, we're in legacy. So yeah. you're also a freelance genealogist, which is why it's perfect.
2: Well, I think I should... That should say was. was. I, used to, I used to do genealogy work uh, for a few different families um, after I graduated from college. So
1: kind of working with the cemeteries. And you have on your website, I love going to your website. It's just almost as juicy and delicious as, as going to our our own archives right. that mm-hmm. have just right. been recently uploaded. Right. And if you get great stuff there. I've, I found out the Monashevites were buried in the golf manor i've right. you know i've looked mm-hmm. up our fam, my husband's family it's mm-hmm. very very cool and you have pictures and
2: yeah we're really proud of the uh, website it's our most frequently visited uh, page and it's also as we're getting ready to launch uh, a new website in the coming weeks yep. uh, we will have expanded genealogy research capabilities and some mapping capabilities to help people locate the graves physically in the cemeteries when they're looking for loved ones mm-hmm. it should be a great addition to the community
0: fantastic
1: so in the meantime, Hadassah is holding right. an online coffee talk, and it has to do a lot with the isolation that some seniors have. This has been a theme going on with our community and with Hadassah and with Jewish Family Service and right. also other agencies in town.
0: I know, but you know, we're to the point where everybody has been vaccinated, so I think it's time to start having in-person meetings again. That would just be my nice. suggestion. Well, and then just I my opinion. And the opinions expressed mm-hmm. on this program are strictly those of the speaker. But my opinion is that we need to start having in-person meetings again.
1: And Addis started having a, a light See? kiddish this week, and they also had a, a lecture. With Alden Salovey, who I went to Highland Park High School with, and price, I didn't know with. that
0: you were back in the back with the luncheon. You didn't tell me to come back there. You didn't.
1: Yeah, I would have given you my salad too. Salad. I, I, you know, salad. And,
2: <laughs> you know yeah. I could be mistaken, but I am pretty sure that actually this program is for in-person meetings, as oh, uh, as well as perhaps for okay. reaching out by the phone. But I actually spoke with Rabbi Walton, who's running the program, Good. about possibly volunteering. And as I recall from the conversation, the idea is to have regular sessions where you're going to see people in their homes. Fantastic. I totally think that's wonderful.
1: And also, you're still seeking artwork of your mother, Josie Deutschbauer, and if they should contact you. And you're willing to pay them for these pieces. You're not just asking them to give them back to you.
0: Right, and there's some people who call and say, well, I know that I gave it to my kid or somebody. So I'd like people, if they have it, to track it down and to contact me because I want to follow up on that. And I want to get my mom's artwork, and I want to hang it here at the office and at my house.
1: On page four, we have new Jewish Family Service program. Again, another program helping with the isolated older adults connect virtually. So at this right. point, we're going to take a break. And right. when we come back, we're going to have June Widgway on, who is the director of AgeWell at Jewish Family Service. Hi, June. Welcome. We have June Ridgway on. She's the director of Jewish Family Service Resource Center and Age Well. Welcome, June. It's so nice to be able to talk with you. We have here Ted Deutsch, the publisher of The American Israelite. My co-host, we have David Harris of the Jewish Cemeteries of Greater Greater Cincinnati. And myself, Julie Brooke. Welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us on the podcast. You know, today's issue is the senior living And it was most appropriate to have age well. So tell us, how how did you get to Jewish Family Service and age well?
3: Well, first of all, um, thank you, uh, Ted, David, and Julie, for inviting me to today's Let There Be Life uh, uh, podcast. And your question was, how did I get started with Age Well Cincinnati? Yes. Yes, I have been with. Uh, Jewish Family Service of Cincinnati for eight years, and uh, I began working on that project in, I would say, 2015, and Age World Cincinnati is a coalition of four agencies in the Jewish um, community, Jewish Family Service, uh, Cedar Village. Uh, Mayors in JCC and JVS Career uh, Services. And so we work collaboratively. We are a coalition uh, working collaboratively to offer uh, easy access, one stop, um, one number to call to to, uh, connect our uh, aging um, population with the resources and services that are available to them in our community. So. Very good. And
1: and how did you come to be a senior elderly specialist?
3: I, um, work, my background at my core is I'm a medical social worker. I worked for the Jewish hospital. I'm not, I'm sorry. I worked for the university hospital here in uh, Cincinnati for over 15 years. I took a position, um, it with a hospital provider, uh, where I was serving, uh, you know, older, that older population. And I felt very connected being able to help at that level, uh, for people to live life to their fullest, regardless of the stage in life. And I have been working with, uh, the uh, aging population ever since.
1: And so, tell us some of the initiatives that you have created for
3: AgeWell. Well, with AgeWell, um, we have a what is unique, one of the things that's unique and very effective uh, for AgeWell Cincinnati is our Salesforce platform. Um, we are able to collect data, track what's programs and services and what agencies that person can best serve that um, uh, particular uh, client. And we have been able to expand that Salesforce platform to we created uh, the Community COVID-19 hotline. We created the JFS helpline and actually we launched uh, recently the Cavold Outreach Center, which are the Salesforce platform for Cavold, also is the um, management, the data management and tracking is held with uh, within the, the Salesforce platform. So we've been able to expand uh, our, from a technical perspective, from a data management. Perspective to expand expand that support uh, agency wide
0: So how how many people in the general population of Cincinnati Jewish population or How many how many people clients are we talk, talking about? We, hundreds thousands? Are there a lot or a few or how?
3: Well, you know, I mean, overall uh, the the Jewish population. What I had to look at the last um, data that we collected is. is 30,000 Yeah. of that, we would say 41% of that population is 50 and older. And from the data that we uh, received, we've reached out to 10% of the entire uh, community.
0: Wow. That's a big, that's a big number. It's a lot of people to serve. Yeah. All right. So uh, what, what is the best part
3: of your job? The best part of my job, uh, is the creativity and innovative aspect of, uh, of my job. That is, I think, from the very beginning of, of what I bring to the agency and what I um, bring to, um, um, the community. Most people think of social workers, oh, you know, to the, the space that I am able to um, serve and develop in it is very gratifying. But I wanted to go back to your question about what uh, am I worried? Yeah. No, not worried. Uh, I do look forward to the next three, say, three to five years to um, um, expanding Age Well Cincinnati. Uh, uh, and other needs that have been identified for older adults in our community. For example, we have, uh, older adults who are developmentally disabled yeah. and their parents are aging. So that's a, a need that we're, we want to, um, address more fully. Um, there, uh, from our community study, Um, we do know and continue to know that we need more support for older adults in the transportation sector as well as adult daycare. So
2: for me, it requires a lot of good creativity that you bring and innovation to deal with a population that's living longer and is more active as they have more. And so it requires a lot of adaptation and innovation. So it's Cincinnati's lucky to have you on the case.
3: Yeah, so we have a lot more work to do.
1: So while we wrap up our interview with you, June, can you just tell us something that we didn't ask about that you
3: think we ought to know? Well, um, I want everyone to know that um, we, part of even for Age Well Cincinnati, for Jewish Family Service, our our model is we want everyone to feel that they're uh, VIP. We say everybody's a BAFP. So every point of contact services, we want everyone to feel uh, welcome. And uh, 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 a sincere effort is for people to, as we say, age well in Jewish Cincinnati. So That's wonderful.
1: We really want to thank you, June. It's been really a delight to get to know you and also learn more about Age Well Cincinnati. And we look forward to the American Israelite and the Let There Be Light podcast, continuing our relationship with you and Age Well Cincinnati. Thank you so much. And thank
0: you. Wow, what a great interview that was. And now back to our regular podcast.
1: Yes. Well, on to more things. Yes. we yes. are coming up to the early high holidays. The high so, holidays are coming early this right, year. So
0: this year, right now, we're where, what is it like the 20-something of Av? Yes. Right. So we've got, like, about 10 more days to go until Rosh Hodesh, and it's Elul. And Elul, I always write about my, I always write my... Um, I'm sorry letter. My <laughs> I'm sorry letter, and please forgive me letter. Every year, because Elul is like the... Um, every morning you hear the shofar and the shofar is supposed to, it's like, wake up, wake up, Mm -hmm. you know, wake up your soul, your Neshama that, you know, the new year is coming. And if there's anything that you need to do that needs to be done now to, you know, if you've harmed anybody or, 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 need to be asked for forgiveness or anything. And, you know, that's one of the, one of the beautiful things about Judaism is that we do it every year. And that, you know, you go and you ask for forgiveness and hopefully the person will forgive you. But it's very cleansing of your soul to do. It really is. It's when someone forgives you and you can forgive them, it's a very, it's like a weight. It's moving. It's
1: It's moving because I've actually... I've done it. I've done it. And it does. It does feel good. And it does. It, it may not does. take away what you did, right. but it. They know that you're acknowledging and you're taking right. ownership of your mistake. No, like I like told- it
2: in the same way that a lot of other things in Judaism have this. There's a there's a framework to it and yeah, and a structure yeah, to yeah. it and a, and a um, and as you said, you know, it's something that we do every year. Yeah, so yeah. I I really appreciate the way that the rabbis, you know. It up set that up and and had the insights to know that this was something that people needed actually needed to do
0: so I was, I'm starting to write my letter and we've got big announcements coming big big announcements Wait a second. first L-O- you're
1: talking about your apology letter and then you're talking about your big announcements you're really not focusing and okay, being I'm fo- present okay, I'm on, on, focusing, on be your
0: present in my uh, anyway your so I write my letter, letter um but I also have some you know I want to but also I've got other stuff to think about and that's Big announcements and, and the continue our podcast, and we've got some big, and uh, we've got some stuff going on at the paper, which is good. Yeah, that's always good. And then, you know, people start preparing for Rosh Hashanah. Um, it's a massive undertaking here at the paper to do it all. We've got 200 ads. We've got pages mm-hmm. and pages that have to be checked over, and everything's got to be correct, and everything's, and we usually get it right. There's always a one or two that, you know, needs to be fixed, but, you know, we, we get a lot of it right.
1: So on national news, we've got something sort of sad in yeah. our sugar industry. Um, North Hempstead, New York, sir, they have severed their relationship in their community with Ben and & Jerry's and Unilever. It's a it's a sad story, you know. This is something that everyone loves Ben & Jerry's. It's started by two Jewish men. It's no longer owned by them. It's right. now owned by Unilever. And, you know, we've started this discussion earlier, the yep. three of us. And the question is, what do private industry, what is what do they get to do but also – do we have a right as as consumers to have an, uh, to have a say in that? And will our impact make a difference?
0: It's it's a question.
2: Yeah, it's a complicated issue. I think you know, and it's something that. Um you know as social media has exploded that people have the ability to reach so many other people to galvanize support behind a particular issue or position and to put political and economic pressure on companies in a way that they never had before so you know without coming down one way or the other on it i think it is a fascinating uh, look at some right. at an issue that is going to continue to develop in american society and around the world
0: on that i was like talking to someone the other day at lunchtime and they're thinking about putting in a podcast studio at their business. And he said, what if I get somebody that comes in here and says that they want to do a controversial podcast, and I say no, and then they do cancel culture on me, and then I'm done? And I said, I never thought of that. He goes, but I have, and I have to think of that, and what's going to happen if I turn them down? I go... I don't know. I don't have an answer for you.
1: Well, I would like to bring that up in terms of Rosh Hashanah and Elul. So we are all human beings. Right. And say, for example, he has this controversial person and doesn't realize they're controversial, then realizes, makes, he has an epiphany and says, maybe I shouldn't have had that person, and he apologizes. Where as Jews, where are our young people as Jews? Are are they then Doing During Elul, well, do we need to teach our young people? Now it's time. Well, you teshuvah, made your point.
0: Teshuvah, the word you're looking at is teshuva.
1: Right. You've teshuvah. made your point. You were unhappy right. that right. this person was doing this. Right. Now it's Rosh Hashanah. They apologize. Up, is it? Is that enough?
2: It's another great point. You know, are we in a place where we can allow for people to make mistakes and apologize for them and, and receive, you know, the kind of uh, right. acceptance of right. that.
0: that that's a good, yeah, yeah, accepting someone's apology. And you, as the receiver, you have to accept the apology and you have to forgive. And they have to forgive you. And it's it's a two-way street right, right there. It really is.
1: So I think, cancel col- right. you know, that cancer culture needs to also think about that, especially our Jewish young people that are very right. into it. So on national news, right. we have a bill advances to help houses of worship with security, and we have that in Cincinnati. We yep. have our, our own sort of agency, mm-hmm. and I think it's very nice that the Jewish Federations of North America, you know, the CEO is from Ohio, Eric Fingerhut.
0: Yes, uh, that's so right.
1: this is a very good story, and, and we know that they, they're working with all of our Jewish agencies to make sure they're secure.
2: This is a great initiative of... Um, uh, to, to make sure that our houses of worship are, are secure everywhere. And I know that Cincinnati is benefiting, you know, tremendously from safe Cincinnati and their ability to help uh, connect agencies with available grants and, and run the traps of getting those applications in, in place and the systems installed. And, um, I'm sure that the whole community will continue to benefit from this, but it's important that JFNA, the National Federation, right. and other agencies are advocating on our behalf nationally for these.
1: Speaking of Jewish agencies and the Jewish cemeteries of Greater Cincinnati, do you have an office somewhere that you are located? You don't have to give us your address, but are you in an office? Are you back in the office?
2: We have been in the office the whole time. Yeah. Um, you so know, this yeah. is this is not something that um, we, we can stopped. be put on pause because of right. COVID, unfortunately, and um, we have been there all the whole time. Our office is located in the Walnut Hills uh, Cemetery, which is in Evanston, close to Xavier University. That's right, right down the street from Walnut Hills High School.
1: In the meantime, back to 1972. So this is the first time in Olympic history that the Olympics have honored the Israeli athletes that were murdered in Munich. I was
2: so shocked to hear that this was the first time, but so pleased that they finally did so. Yeah,
0: well, the Olympics are going on right now. It's a wonderful. It's it really wonderful is. to watch yeah. it, yeah. and uh, I we watched the
1: swimming and the gymnastics, and of course we watched the triathlon because we're big into triathlons, and it's really very cool. There was the woman that won the triathlon was amazing. The man, we you just you can't stop crying when you watch them because they're so they're, they themselves are so it's, proud of themselves. It, well it, it just takes so touched, much. So much straight. This guy trains eight hours a day. Yeah.
0: Well, well and uh, after yeah. having
2: to to postpone for a year because right. of the pandemic,
0: imagine if you. I was. We watched the fifteen hundred swimming with Katie Ledecky last night mm-hmm. before we went to bed, and just fifteen hundred meters of swimming, and you could see most of the time she's just using her arms. She's not using the legs very much, just arms. And by the time she's done, just imagine how tight. Just. It would just, it takes like all of it, just how much energy. A lot that of energy. Takes makes to me tired that. thinking about it. It's, it's just amazing how much energy they have to do that stuff.
1: And uh, strangely, there's not a whole lot of Israeli athletes this year, um, but they do have the baseball team, right. yeah. which is very, very cool. They have a
0: very good baseball very, team. Very, very cool. Well, so also, we, should, we we point out this is only a smattering of the, the total number of stories we have. Um, we just do, you know. Some of them, and then we do more on the, uh, on the website, too. <clears throat> so this is our Mature Living Senior Life uh, issue. And you will find in the dead center of the paper the, uh, all these service providers and advertisers for this. And we do it twice a year. We do it the uh, last week of January, last week in July. And this goes through, if you have, you know, questions, definitely reach out to AgeWell. Um, also contact some of our advertisers. I mean, they're very well-versed in this kind of, you know, uh, that, and they can be very helpful, too.
1: Well, I also have a question for David. Now, you are with D. JCGC. So you work very closely with Wild Con Funeral Home, oh, correct? correct? So I, I've only had one experience here in town close to me, but tell our listeners Process. what happens when somebody passes okay. away. Okay.
2: Well, you know, the Cincinnati Jewish community is incredibly fortunate to have uh, Jewish cemeteries as an agency that oversees all of the Jewish cemeteries, uh, with the exception of one in the Cincinnati region. And it was really the vision of our founders, uh, Mike Ostriker, Ed Marks, and Ed Herzig, uh, that put this together with support from the Jewish Foundation and the Federation and our congregations and the rabbis to really create a model that is uh, unique. And we are now helping lots of other communities around the country who call us regularly and say, how did you all do in Cincinnati that, you know, this amazing agency? And, And so it really is a source of pride and should be to everybody here in the community that we were the first in the country to have this type of a model. And it has made the uh, relationship between Wild Con Funeral Home and, and the cemeteries is, is also a great asset to the community. We work hand-in-hand hand with one another. We have a very close relationship. We try to make it as easy for people as possible that they can just call one number, usually the funeral home first, and know that everything is going to get handled uh, between the congregation, the rabbi, uh, the cemetery, and all the other uh, parties that are uh, needed at a, at a moment of grief.
1: That's good to know. So That's we, a daunting thing when, yeah. when someone passes away. Right. It's overwhelming. for, But it's good that it's so organized yes,
2: here. Yes, yes we're he's, lucky to have he's it a pro.
0: He's a pro at what he does. Thank me. you,
2: Ted. He's a pro. All
0: right, so um, Izzy's is now, so we move on to dining out, and Izzy's is now celebrating 120 years of making a corned beef sandwich.
1: So in the meantime, this article by Bill Wilham, Bob Wilhamey yes. talks about the sons, and we also, there was an article also in the Cincinnati Inquirer that talked about the son. Right. So in our article, we talk about Joseph the son. Oh, and Joseph, then the there's Joseph, Joseph the father. Joseph the father. father right. And then in the Cincinnati Inquirer, they talk about David the son.
2: And it, they also reference the father's name having been David also, which I think must have been an error. I'm pretty sure that Joseph was... was
0: Okay, so Joseph and Rose, Izzy that, and no, Rose. Okay, so Joseph came over from Russia,
2: and it wasn't called Izzy's then; it was just um, I can't, I think it was Cadets' okay, delicatessen. Okay,
0: and that was down like on Central Avenue, that old place. That's, that's right. Okay, and then uh, Izzy took over, and with his wife Rose, and uh, he was a character. I remember going there when I was a kid, and uh, with my father, and uh, he he was so proud to take me there. Because it was just such an experience that you remembered. You, I was like eight or nine years old, and I remember it.
2: Well, everybody has told me since I moved to town about how when you used to go to Izzy's, there were no prices on the menu, uh, and Izzy would charge like, what he if decided if you, a you a owed. Man,
0: if you were a working man, it was like three bucks. If you had, like, had a suit and tie on with a nice tie, oh, that was like $10. Like,
2: right.
1: $10 for that? What are you talking about? But they do have the best potato pancakes there. Absolutely. They are the best. So uh, it's a great, <laughs> great story, and of course, we love. It movies. is a good
0: story. Yeah. All right. So uh, there is a letter. To, well, there's actually an opinion piece that you want to talk about, which is "My Orthodox Life," which is a TV show. Is it? I think it's on Netflix now. So yeah, there's but a. T- it's, there's it's a very three different
1: things that use the word unorthodox. There's my unorthodox life. This is about the life of Julia Hart, who, as I've told you, was not born Orthodox. She came over as a three year old from Moscow, Russia. They lived in Atlanta, and then her family, at some point when she was still a young girl, moved to Muncie. And this is her story. She married, then she was brought into the Orthodoxy. She married another Orthodox man. They had four children, and one of her children began to struggle. And so she decided to leave. Uh, She left. She began working, selling. She had a shoe business on the side as a designer. And she met Silvio Scalia from La Perla, which, as I said, was beautiful, beautiful woman's lingerie. Very expensive and very beautiful. They married, and now she's telling her story. But I want to be clear to un- that everyone to understand that she wasn't born into this. So okay. it's hard to, to judge her experience versus someone who was actually ingrained and born into it. Then there's the other show, Unorthodox, that most of us have seen. And that is also a somewhat of a tragic story where right. a young woman was brought over from London to marry a man that was challenged, and then they had this daughter, and this is the story of the daughter who then leaves. Um, And then if you read on the Internet, you will also find out that her story in the show is not exactly the same as the book, which I did read, and it's not exactly... The same as right, what her so friends are I'm to get you.
0: confused here.
1: Yes. And then the last is the unorthodox podcast, which is three young professionals. Right, that right, is right, an right, which amazing
0: we
2: Which we podcast. had here in Cincinnati.
0: Yes. Right. Amazing, okay. amazing podcast. So you need to read this letter to the editor and then understand where she's coming from and then put it all into perspective. Yes. All right. So. This um, week's uh, Parsha. Sandra, Parsha yeah, the week. It is Kev. about the
1: Jews complaining. You know, it's. It's like so typical of us. They're complaining. There's not enough fish. There's not enough meat. Right. Did you bring us out to this desert to die? Right. So it's it's just a true Jewish story. Okay,
0: check it out. <laughs> All right. So then we move on to from the pages. And in we've had an
1: anniversary here at the Israelite as well, because July was the anniversary of the Israelites. Right, right, we right. always celebrate in July. Yeah.
0: All right. So. This is from in the beginning of 1854, July 28, 1854, and so this is the Israelitish Institutions of Cincinnati by Samuel Brule continued, the Hever-Kadisha Society, which is a Jewish burial society. Among the various laudable Jewish institutions of Cincinnati, the above may be classed as one of, of importance. This society owes its origin to Mr. N. Malzer, Rabbi Gershom, Ms. Landsberg, Hyman Moses, Dr. Miles, Samuel Brule, which is himself, S. Floor, and several others. Its object is to attend the sick, the dying, and the deceased. So the Hever-Kadish is the Burial Society, which you still have in Cincinnati to this day. And so then I want to turn it over to David because we've got some announcements to make. I just want to ask
1: one question first, David. Tell me, what's the translation of Hever-Kadish?
2: Hevra Kedisha would be the benevolent society, I think, would probably be the best translation for it. Okay. Um, and it is a, a staple in Jewish communities around the world that every community has the Hevra Kedisha that help uh, prepare bodies for burial and attend to other uh, life cycle needs of, of the community.
1: And so coming up is, tell us.
2: Indeed, the 200th anniversary of the first Jewish cemetery west of the Alleghenies and really the first Jewish entity organization that existed here in Cincinnati. And so coming up September 26th, we will have the launch of Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial, which will be spearheaded by first a rededication of the Chestnut Street Cemetery. That's the cemetery I just referenced in the Old West End. We have a beautiful new plaza that we're installing there, and we've done some other restoration work on the existing cemetery infrastructure, and it really will create a beautiful education space for people to come and learn about the history of the Jewish community and to take pride in this gym that we have of being the uh, oldest Jewish cemetery west of the Alleghenies. And we will go from the cemetery rededication event directly to a procession that will go up 12th Street to Washington Park, And in Washington Park, the Ish Festival, which occurs every two years, and this happens, thankfully, to be an Ish year, the (laughs) Ish Festival will continue the celebrations. And those two events combined will constitute the launch of the Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial, which, again, is the community-wide initiative um, that is getting started in in commemoration of this uh, cemetery that was uh, the first institution that really gave... Uh, the framework for the birth of everything that came afterwards, you know, shortly followed by KK B'nai Israel, now known as Rockdale Temple, and obviously many, many other institutions to follow.
1: So when we have Samuel Brule, he is the author. He is the author of the articles we always talk about from in the beginning on right. the first year because he. Isaac, Wise, Rabbi Isaac Wise needed someone to write some articles, so he enlisted Samuel Brühl, who actually came from London, England, the UK. And Samuel Brühl, in this particular article, is talking about the six men that began the cemetery because what this article is that we've been reading continuously for over a year is about the beginning of Jewish Cincinnati. So right. he's actually been writing the story for us Back in 1854, and we know that Samuel Bruhl is buried in Walnut Hills. He passed away on July 10th of 1863. Right. And the six men he's mentioned here are the six men that bought the plot in 1821 for Benjamin Lee, who was dying, and no no one knew he was Jewish. And he lied, and he said, but... I, I'm a Jew and I need to be buried as a Jew. So,
2: Julie, you know, it's interesting. We were doing some research in preparation for the cemetery rededication. We applied for uh, to have a Ohio history marker installed. And so in the research, we actually found that that story is a little bit apocryphal. Uh, it's mostly accurate, but Benjamin Lieb actually left a last will and testament, mm. and in that last will and testament, he deeds a piece of land that he already owns oh. to oh. Morris uh, Moses and uh, Joseph Jonas and some uh, David Johnson and and others that are mentioned in that uh, article, right. and deeds that land specifically for the purpose of establishing a Jewish burial ground. Okay, now why that piece of land happened to be near the near the river, and we don't know exactly why the cemetery. Didn't get established in that on that property, but our our Maybe assumption city, is that it was, the city the city fathers exactly.
0: said we can't have you putting a. A cemetery near the river. They're too close p- to the p- river, the water pop, tables pop. too, exactly. Right,
2: right, and also the city up. was interested in making sure that all of the cemeteries at that time were getting pushed to the edge of the city. And at that time, the West End was the edge of, of Cincinnati and proper. pushed yeah.
1: Yeah. to the edge of the city for hygienic purposes. Is totally. that, not, is oh. that right?
2: There were, yes. I mean, there were misunderstandings at the time about how disease was passed yeah. and whether or not bodies could be a Cholera source of contamination, and, uh, exactly. Cholera was actually the reason and that the Chestnut Street Cemetery closed they
1: They only had 85 graves and they filled them up right away that's
2: right so instead of the land that benjamin labe had initially originally deeded uh the gentlemen that were mentioned went to nicholas longworth the judge and philanthropist and he agreed to sell them the first piece of land that would become chestnut street cemetery
0: let's go to 100 years ago with the little bouquets for the israelite Uh, greetings to our contemporary the american israelite cincinnati upon attaining its 68th birthday. And many more years of usefulness to it, carrying on as it does the great and living Jewish gospel as enunciated by the never-to-be-forgotten builder Isaac Mayer Wise. It must ever be a powerful force in American Jewish life. May its splendid influence grow in ever-widening circles and spread to all corners of the land. May its strength never diminish, and may it wherever it goes be a light in the darkness. In darkness. An inspiration and weakness, and a guide in the labyrinth of life. Montague and Cohen in Benet Brith News. I think we should just leave the show right there. It's a beautiful, um, <laughs> it really is. A, a beautiful prayer. tribute. Yeah, it really is it beautiful tribute. It really really All right, you wanted to do fifty years ago. Fifty years 50 ago. Years so ago. last week, I yeah. thought we
1: were. It was. It, I thought it was Gloria and Altered Peerless' yeah. wedding, but it, last week was the. the Brother of Dr. Alter Peerless, right. it, was it was Lewis. Lewis Peerless right, right, was getting engaged to Marcy last week, and then this week it's the wedding of Gloria and Dr. Alter Peerless. And as you said, next week this, there's a big host. Are we allowed to announce who yeah, the you new can g- announce? So sure. the, the the guest host next week is Iris Pastor. She's a columnist with the paper. Well, along she's
0: a former editor. She was Former
1: editor. editor, and in addition to all that, she's a good friend of Gloria Peerless. So. All right.
0: Twenty-five years ago, Tilly Charkins recently celebrated her ninety-fourth birthday in Jerusalem. Ninety-four special ceremonies were held in her honor at the Hebrew Union College Jewish Institute of Religion Jerusalem campus. That's quite a milestone. Absolutely. Right, so, Tilly. in
1: Jews in the news, yeah. uh, Lainey Kazan. Who
0: I who is Lainey? I don't know who Lainey Kazan. She was I the mom either.
1: in my big fat greek wedding oh, she's okay. an actress okay. she's uh voluptuous she's yeah she's very very funny she's a comedic actress in the meantime um she said she never met a man who didn't want to sleep with her and mm-hmm. she's also very very proud that she uh posed naked uh in playboy in the 19. what was that 19- 1970s October, 1970.
0: okay so we're gonna we have to uh move on to um uh obituaries and death notices. ruben aaron rubenstein 93 july 20th 2021 Eleven of Av, uh, 5781. Aaron Rubinstein was well-known in Cincinnati.
1: And we have highlights of two artists from Cincinnati right. here in our obituaries. So may their may memory it, be a blessing. May their memories be a blessing. Be a
0: blessing. Right. So we now get to my favorite part, and which is Bad Joke of the Week. And this is from 101 Classic Jewish Jokes, Jewish Humor from Groucho Marx to Jerry Seinfeld by Robert Menchin. All right. From the Memoirs of a Challenger by Rabbi Yosef Allman. It was a lovely day in May 1899 and Rabbi Rabbi Isaac Wise, who lived from 1818 to 1900, age 81, was slowly and feebly walking down a street in Cincinnati. As he faltered along, he met the much younger Rabbi Alman, professor of languages at Hebrew Union College, which Rabbi Wise had founded in 1875. This is 1899, which is 24 years later. The young rabbi shook his older colleague's trembling hand and respectfully murmured, Good morning, sir, and how is Rabbi Isaac Mayer Wise today? Isaac Mayer Wise is quite well. Quite well, thank you, said the aged rabbi but the house in which he lives at present is becoming quite dilapidated. It is tottering upon its foundations. Time and the seasons have nearly destroyed it. Its roof is pretty well worn out. Its walls are much shattered, and it trembles with every wind. The old tenement is becoming almost uninhabitable, and I think Isaac Wise will have to move out of it soon. Be, but he himself is quite well, thank you. <laughs> Rabbi Altman records, I had an almost irresistible I- impulse to enfold him in a bear hug, and I would have had I not been certain that the old boy would have belabored me with his cane for such an affront to his dignity.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we want to thank our special
2: guest host. Well, thank you, Ted, and thank you, you Julia. get I one mean- of these. <laughs> because you rock. <laughs> yeah, it was a real honor and a pleasure to, to be here with you.
1: We had great fun. And thank you for all the information and sharing the stories. And we know that the
0: Jewish Cemetery is greater Cincinnati. You're
1: updating your website. The genealogy is improving. We've got a lot to look forward to, including the celebration on September 26th.
2: That's right. September 26th, 10 a.m. at Chestnut Street Cemetery in the Old West End, followed by the Ish Festival and collectively launching the Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial.
1: And if anyone's looking to volunteer at your event, how do they get hold of you?
2: They can contact us via our website at the info at uh, email address or give us a call on the phone, and we'd be happy to figure out how to get them engaged.
0: Very
1: good.
2: Very good.
0: Okay.
1: Well, everyone have a great week. Shavua Tov, and I will see you in two weeks.
2: See you then. Have a good trip. Safe trip. Bye-bye. Bye.